Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hi, listeners. Old and new. Coach Kevin Don here with another weekly injection of fitness facts. This episode, I attempt to unravel what place feelings might have in your training regimen. So this week, I headed to the gym to work out with a professional heavyweight boxer. Note that I said work out and not train, because I don't usually do this, and therefore it doesn't have any meaningful impact on my adaptations or long-term goals. So it's not training, it's just working out. Whilst I was there, this boxer told me he was feeling great, because for the last two weeks, he has solely followed a carnivore diet and only eaten ground beef. Now, being rather well acquainted with a lot of different data around training, this diet is an example of utter nonsense. There have been multiple studies done on fueling human contractions, never mind athletic contractions, within a low-carbohydrate environment, and it never goes well. I'm not here to get into nutrition, because Quick and Dirty Tips have a whole podcast dedicated just to that. So if you haven't already done so, check out Nutrition Diva for more. However, I can definitely see some parallels with fitness and strength training and how people aren't really in touch with reality around their training, and quite simply, people can't be trusted. I have a doctor friend who works in the ER, and he tells me he doesn't even ask people anymore On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your pain? Because people are always an 8 or 9. Reality is, 8 would put you straight on morphine, not a couple of Tylenol. So what does this mean in terms of our training? Well, you might have heard of the RPE scale. It's an acronym for Rate of Perceived Exertion. And it relies entirely on a trainee subjectively assessing the difficulty of their own training. And the RPE scale goes like this. At 10, you're at your max and can do no more reps. 9, there's another rep in the tank, but it's a bit of a grind. 8, you're kind of in a 2 to 4 rep stride there. 7, you can move this weight quite quickly with power for maybe 5 to 7 reps. 6, it's a weight you're moving quickly for speed work. Tends to be 8 plus reps depending on your speed or training goal. Five is something that you would use just for warm-ups. And four and below, you can use that. So lightweight, mobility, recovery, maybe reinforcing or emphasizing form. And I genuinely never, ever use RPE when I'm writing programs for my clients. The issue is 
that most people are either so undertrained that they cannot express a true maximal effort because they haven't worked through our hierarchy of training development, or they have no idea what a true maximal effort feels like. Let's not forget that most of us are here for health, not elite performance, so we shouldn't really even know what a maximal effort feels like anyway. So, we're asking someone with no clue what a 10 feels like to assess all of their efforts relative to a 10. See the problem? Now, the argument is that RPE allows people to adjust training efforts based upon how they feel that day. My own experience is it allows people to be lazy. I see it as my job as the coach to know the clients well enough to prescribe the exercise. I've made it well known across several episodes that training is a form of medical intervention. So we have to look at it through that lens. It wouldn't really be typical for a healthcare provider to say, well, here's your therapy. If you don't feel like taking it, that's okay. Just take as much as you want on any given day. It's the job of the coach or a truly objective trainee to monitor progress based on data across time, not feelings. If you can't lift five pounds more this week than last, first stop is, how was your stress, sleep, or nutrition? Second stop, then what's the training volume like? Am I I recovering? This is the best way to make progress. Trusting someone to self-adjust just isn't realistic across an entire training population. Now, I've had some clients in the past who have blown up my inbox with hyper-awareness. My left knee felt really strange doing that squat. My uh, shin bone felt like it was twisting. My shoulder felt tight, or my personal favorite, my glutes felt like they weren't activating. Strangely enough, I have a large enough sample size now over the years to positively correlate trainees with excessive feelings around their training as being those who are also making the least amount of progress. Those who make the most amount of progress just do the program. Of course, I have to add the caveat here that we have to make sure we're training safely. So I want to make sure my comments are not taken out of context and carried over to an assumption that feeling discomfort or pain is always hyper-awareness. There are cases of injury or illness, and we need to make sure we aren't ignoring those type of feelings. This is something different and not what I am referring to. So, we can't allow people with no training history to train intuitively. If you're currently under-muscled and under-trained, it's because your intuition is bad. The same thing with intuitive eating. It might be possible, but only with people who have great experience with non-intuitive training or eating first. Therefore, The answer here is, as always, to develop a program that provides recoverable training doses over time that's also hard enough to provide an external stress response, forcing an adaptation. If you continue to get fitter and stronger as time moves forwards, you don't need any more training complexity. The laws of thermodynamics apply to all. The laws of inertia apply to all. The laws of force and acceleration apply to all. They're universal. You are not a special snowflake in terms of being able to put in little to no work or low training volumes and expect to have a dose response. 
Another caveat here is whilst everyone will respond to hard work more than they will respond to inaction, I'm always going to be a proponent of individual training program design since general programs have general outcomes. Training programs still need to be recoverable. Hi, I'm Ariana Maddox. You probably know me from TV, or maybe you read my best-selling book and tried one of my amazing cocktails, or maybe you saw me on Broadway. What I can say is following dreams is kind of my thing, but of all the things I'm lucky enough to get to do, the thing that I get asked about the most are my shoes. What's my secret? DSW. DSW is the best place to get all the shoes you need from brands you love. Trust me, I'm obsessed. In fact, I love DSW so much, I've teamed up with them to create a collection of shoes from must-have sandals to super cool sneakers that are guaranteed to get compliments. Because if I've learned anything, it's that if you've got big dreams to follow, you're going to need some really great shoes. Find the shoes of your dreams when you shop my new collection now at your DSW store or DSW.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. So, my feelings for RPE also go for what is called RIR, Reps in Reserve. The main difference between RPE and RIR is that RPE can be applied to other types of training other than reps. You could pace a row or a run at RPE 4, for example, but reps in reserve is only applicable to reps. Now I want to move on and address a couple of emails that I received from listeners this week. The first email comes to me from Michael Nielsen. So, hi Kevin. Thank you for sharing your experience on the Get Fit Guy podcast. I've been learning a lot and really appreciate your insights. Thank you, Michael. My question is more nutrition than directly fitness, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the carnivore diet. As I said earlier in this episode, I would highly recommend you guys all check out Nutrition Diva. Uh, I recently learned about it and I was surprised that there are people that eat mostly or only animal products. I doubt this is useful to the general public, but I wonder if it's helpful to a small subset of the population. Look forward to hearing from you, Mike Nielsen. So thank you for the email. What I have to say about the carnivore diet is, first of all, we just have to look at the human mouth structure. We're omnivores. We are not um, herbivores, so we're not supposed to be only existing on vegetable products because we do have incisors and canines which are specifically for meat but also 
we are not carnivores because we do not have those large canines for gripping and really tearing or pulling an animal's carcass. We do have flat teeth or molars and premolars for grinding down and slicing across the cellular structures of, of vegetables. So I definitely say we are omnivores. So that immediately puts me on a bit of a red flag with any of these kind of fad diets that are on one side of the fence or the other. The next thing is that there are some things that we can only get from either fruits or vegetables and cannot be obtained from a solely meat diet. First of all, vitamin C is extremely low in cooked meat products. We are mostly going to be getting vitamin C from fruits and vegetables. As you know, things like um, oranges, lemons, any citrus fruits are obviously very, very dense in vitamin C. The next thing is fiber. We know that fiber is incredibly important for intestinal health. It's going to help us to hedge against gastrointestinal conditions such as colon cancer. And there is no fiber in the carnivore diet. This is a major problem because we're going to see some changes to digestion. One of the main things people complain about on the carnivore diet is becoming incredibly constipated. So that's what I think about carnivore diet is that, of course, there's going to be people that are huge proponents of that because of their own subjective anecdotal experience. Um, unfortunately, a sample size of one is statistically irrelevant. So there's always going to be people excited about whatever they're excited about in life, but it doesn't necessarily make that thing best for large populations. To answer the question about whether or not it's helpful to a small subset of the population, there have been studies done, for example, on ketogenic diet in non-neurotypical situations. So people with autistic spectrum disorder did see some improvements when they were on those diets. And also people who were um, suffering with epilepsy saw improvements in that when they were on a high fat and low carbohydrate diet. But as you've said in your own question there, it's not useful to the general population. So thank you so much about that. And the next email I've got is from James, who says, Hi, Kevin. I love the show. It's short and to the point with actionable knowledge. Thank you. I have a question about how to plan my workouts given my limitations. I enjoy strength training, was doing well and making progress at 60 years of age. I have had past heart surgery, now diagnosed with an enlarged aorta. I'm told I should continue strength training, but I can't do heavy lifting. That was defined as having to hold my breath to brace for lifts, such as in a deadlift, squat, or even a heavy bench press. I still do variations of all those, but I'm limited in my ability to progressive overload. How should I plan my sets to continue to build lean muscle? Would I be better doing more sets or more reps per set with lighter weight? Thank you for your help, James. So yes, absolutely, James, anything where we're seeing that we're not able to get enough dose response because we cannot increase our intensity, intensity in lifting weights is normally defined as load rather than effort, then we're going to have to see other ways that we can increase that response. So let's say you were bench pressing 100 kilo and you were doing that for sets of five. We've got 500 kilos in that set. And if you did five sets of five, that would be 2,500 kilograms that you would be moving in that workout. So what I would be looking for would be how can we maintain the same volume of training, so still moving two and a half thousand kilogram or you know five thousand pounds um, in in the training 
without having to do it in subsets of 100 kilo or 225 pounds. So I'd be looking at doing more reps at lighter loads. So you might be doing 10s or 12s now as opposed to doing 5s. Um, of course, I want to say that breathing and bracing is actually always important because people do get injured lifting light weights, and that's because they don't tend to breathe and brace for those lifts. However, if we're talking about blood pressure increasing, and that may be the concern here with bracing under a heavy load, of course, we're going to see less impact with lighter loads. So you're already on the right track there with your thinking. Would you be better improving, uh, increasing sets or reps with lighter weights? Yes, I'd probably say keep the sets quite low, but increase the reps per set if you can. Um, because if we're talking about building muscle mass, actually it tends to be more reps that puts us into hypertrophic um, ranges anyway, which is where we're building lean muscle mass. So thank you for your emails this week. Always a pleasure to see people sending in questions. And as always, if you want to get in touch with me, then send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. Or we do have a Facebook page, which is the same thing as Get Fit Guy. So you can always leave a comment in there. Just don't leave a comment about almonds or pulses having as much protein as meat, because it doesn't. <laughs> now, Get Fit Guy is a quick and dirty tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. Our intern is Cameron Lacey. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.